Thank you for tuning into Kineticast. I'm your host, Bo Sauls. Today we are being joined by Dr. Zachary Weeks from Achieve Vitality Regenerative Wellness in Garland, Texas. Dr. Weeks talks about tracking his patient's functional progression using CAMS while doing stem cell therapy and functional movement rehab. This is awesome because we're going to be able to collect data on different demographics on specifically functional movement applied to stem cell therapy. If you want to find out more information about Kineticense, the 3D functional movement screening technology, you can go to www.kineticense.com. Let's go ahead and get started with episode 15, Measuring Functional Progression During Stem Cell Therapy and Functional Movement Rehab with Dr. Zachary Weeks. Today we have Dr. Zach Weeks joining us to talk about regenerative stem cell therapy applied to functional movement. Zach, thank you for joining us today. How's it going, everybody? Oh, man. So we're, we're glad to have you on. So the cool thing here is now we, we have a system that's basically going to measure function and you're going to apply the stem cell therapy while measuring the changes in function, of course, with functional rehab. First, let's break down what stem cells are, everything like that. So everyone has a good idea of what we're talking about before we get into the application of it. Okay. So there's different levels of stem cells, there's different um, applications and there's different ways to get them. So traditionally in traditional medicine, what we use is autologous stem cells and that's stem cells harvested from the patient's body. The problem with that is as we age, um, we lose our ratio of stem cells to other cells in the body substantially. So when you're a newborn, um, every one cell out of 10,000 is a stem cell. by the time you're at age 30, it's one in 250,000. Uh, by the time you're in your 50s, it's one in 400,000. So you can see it's a progressively declining uh, healing process. Right. So there's also placental and amniotic fluid um, stem cell harvesting, and that is substantial, but it's not it's not a, a accurate count. You're not able to get the amount of stem cells that you need to know that uh, what's being delivered to the patient is um is viable and accurate and so what we're using is umbilical cord stem cells from wharton's jelly which is different from cord blood it's actually a mesenchymal multipotent stem cell that is immuno basically it's immunologically privileged in the fact that it it can become um bone muscle ligament cartilage nerve tissue fat tissue that kind of thing and it doesn't have um the HLA factor or human leukocyte antigen or MHC complex. So the, the cells, when they're harvested, they, they don't have to express that protein marker, so they're not able to be rejected. Okay. It's a, a fitting um, form of therapy for a lot of different people because they, it can't be rejected. Okay, so let's talk about, you said a lot of huge words for a lot of people right there. And guys, I've mentioned Dr. Weeks before in multiple podcasts where I said there is this one doc that I knew that would have loved this very detailed answer. This is the doc I thought we should get him on for everyone to hear. So, and this is a very great subject for him to talk about because this is, Zach, this is right up your alley, man. I mean, you're, you're the perfect doctor to be doing this for patients. So, super excited to be working with you to be doing this, but... Um, you said mesenchymal multipotent stem cell. Can you kind of break that down for everybody and tell them what that means? So mesenchymal is just a form of where they're at in development. So we have different types of stem cells that occur in our bodies um, all throughout our life. Uh, multipotent means that they can become, like I previously mentioned, they, be- they become bone, fat, muscle, cartilage, ligament, nerve, 
that type of tissue. Right. Um, it, it means that these stem cells are not the type that you would use to grow uh, an entire organ in the lab. Okay. In a nutshell, what that means is that they're going to differentiate into damaged tissue. The way that they do that is through inflammation. And so what is arthritis? It's inflammation. inflammation. What the stem cells essentially do if they're doing a local injection into say a knee and you have um, medial degeneration of the meniscus, uh, you're going to have damaged cartilage in there and then that's going to signal to the stem cells to go to that site. Obviously it's a local injection. And then on top of that, the damaged meniscal tissue is going to tell the stem cells, hey, we need to differentiate into the damaged tissue and then replicate and repair. The analogy that I use with a lot of patients, everybody's cut their hand before, right? Yeah. I mean, you've cut your hand, right? Oh, multiple times, Zach. So many, so many times. <laughs> so many times. Okay, everybody has. So you have a cut on your hand, right? Yeah. So it scabs over. You have the inflammatory red margins around the cut. The type of cell that heals the cut on your hand is called a fibroblast. Now, for the body's own efficiency, we don't have a ton of that type of cell in that local area where the cut is. So the fibroblasts start to try to heal. The inflammation signals your own body's healing process to leach out stem cells from your bone marrow into the side of the cut. Now the fibroblasts use a process called paracrine signaling to tell the stem cells, hey, we need more fibroblasts in, in a nutshell and it's the essential process. And then it takes about four weeks for those stem cells to differentiate into new fibroblasts, which at that point, they're no longer stem cells are the appropriate cell to heal the wound. And so after about four weeks, you have a influx of fibroblasts and then at six weeks, the, the wound is healed. And so that's the essential process that happens um, in the knee um, example or any other area. Right, and, and knee is the first body. thing that everyone thinks when they think stem cell. And then of course functional movement is e immediately applicable to the knee as well. Like we talk about improper movement and then the knee is basically that in-between joint between the ankle and the hip that takes the blunt, blunt force. So the first thing that everyone's going to think when they think when they hear stem cell applied to functional movement, they're going to think about knees. So it's probably not a bad idea for us to focus on, on the knee itself. So I know you've uh, worked with a lot of patients and uh, gone through this therapy. So could you kind of give us some of your experience or give us like a patient example of how someone improved while using the stem cell uh, therapy and some rehab that you paired with it? So it's kind of the, one of the like philosophies of chiropractic is finding the root cause of the problem. Right. So we regenerate, say, a knee. Um, you know, we take x-rays to measure meniscal space. I mean, obviously, you can't see the soft tissue, but you can see the space that it's supposed to occupy. So it's very easy to take an AP view of the knee and look, okay, you have 1.2 millimeters of medial meniscus space, and then four months later, you have, you know, six millimeters of space. So we know that there's some growth. And we're doing it weight-bearing, so we're, we're taking a picture of the patient as they exist. And then uh, we basically rehabilitate the joints around the knee. So we look at the muscles around the knee. We look at the ankle. We look at the hip. We, we try to apply functional movement screenings to these patients so that, you know, we're able to fix the problem that caused them to degenerate in the first place. So that's our kind of, it's kind of a catchy phrase, but it, we regenerate and then we rehabilitate. Yeah, that's great, man. Movement uh, using cams and, and using kinetosense in, in and of itself, I've applied to this uh, to this clinic, and we're looking at you know 
the problem may not actually be the knee and maybe the hip. Right. May need to apply stability training, uh, proprioceptive training to the ankle and uh, strengthening to the glutes. Cause I mean, I'm, I'm sure you've seen in your own practice, like everybody's got weak glutes. Up Man, you know, I preach that all day, every day. I'm like glute meets pec minors. I'm going to tear them up. Same thing with neck regeneration, man. I, I use this, um, uh, the bowling ball example with uh, people that have arthritis in the lower cervical spine. You, yep. you have a, you have a stick and you put a 10 pound ball on it and you hold it outright. It's 10 pounds. You angle your wrist 15 degrees and now that ball is 27 pounds. And so it puts undue stress to the lower cervical spine, which is where you see a lot of forward head posture patients with degeneration. But I don't know why my back hurts. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's essentially what it is. But so it's, it's these little easy examples that I give people and, you know, we're trying to influence, uh, you know, regeneration of the lower cervical spine therapeutically through intravenous, um, you know, stem cell therapy. And then we rehab it all day long. I mean, I try yeah. to talk about, you know, spinal manipulation um, of the pelvis in relation to the knee of the, you know, lower cervical spine in relation to the shoulder, yeah. uh, all of things um, we try to hit. And so it's really important to us to educate our patients to like, well, why are you treating my hip when I got shot my knee well, and that's where yeah problem influencing the knee yeah and that's where cams is like I, you mentioned cams that's where it comes re really in effect too because you get that fpm tool that's highlighting these dysfunctions in their movement and what causes these this tissue damage and what causes these uh joints to start to change over time well that's improper movement these joints not moving properly and the tissue starts to adapt and change well, if you're having heavy inflammation in there and we start to get arthritic, then we get arthritic conditions in there and it can all stem from not moving right. So you're literally taking where you're trying to regenerate the tissue as you're correcting the movement that can cause these arthritic, future arthritic conditions in theory. And that, that's really cool to me because like you said, you're not just taking that tissue because everyone wants to look at it. Oh, you hurt your... You hurt your hand. I, this is an example from my side. So I was talking to a basketball player the other day, and he, he was saying that he had pain between his second and third digit uh, coming down in his hand. And I, he asked me, like, what's going on? And I was like, well, it could be this tissue. It could be this. I asked if extension hurt in his wrist, all that going through, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, man, I don't know. And I was like, it could be just the fascia. We don't know. Um, and then I said, just hold, try to pull your shoulder back, too. And he pulled his shoulder back, and he just felt it in his fingers. Well, that's the, that, like you're saying, that's, we, it may not be the knee. So we don't need to just focus on the knee. We need to see what the issue is, but there's injured tissue there or there's an arthritic condition there. So do you just ignore that injured tissue or that arthritic condition or do you go and you start to work on regenerating the cells? And that's really cool to see you start to go after that, Zach. Well, and so that's what's, that's what's so powerful about this form of therapy is you can't ignore what the patient came in for. Right. Like, you know, you're going to lose that patient. If they came in with a bad knee and you focused just solely on the hip, yep. they're going to, not going to understand what you're doing. So that's, that's really kind of what I try to focus on is, uh, you know, rehabilitating the, you know, the evidence is there in the CAMS program. Right. So we find out where they have instability. They've, we find out where they have restriction through that functional movement process. And it becomes a educational tool on top of a therapeutic tool because it tells me what you know I need to do, uh, you know. And obviously, you can orthopedic test your way, you know, all day long, and you know, find different restrictions and different positive right. findings. 
it's all just a tool. There's no end all be all of a form of diagnosis. It's a tool. It's the same yeah. thing with the adjustment or the you know spinal manipulation or rehab. It's all a tool in the process of getting this person better for whatever reason they came to see you. And we just happen to use um, you know stem cell therapy as a as a form of that healing process. And I like to give you know patients all their options. Every single patient that comes through there, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you your best options. I'm going to give you the best evidence that I have available. I'll give you you know research articles if you if they need that. Um, I'll point them in the direction of literature. Um, you know, we'll refer them out for, I actually, I refer out to physical therapists a lot yeah. because I have patients coming solely for stem cell therapy, but it's just one part of the therapy. They can't neglect the rehab. Right. So it has to, whether they do it with me or whether they, uh, you know, seek care elsewhere, it is a part of the process. We have to fix the problem that degenerated them in the first place, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. And I think uh, also on the chiropractic side, we'd have to agree that aligning the pelvis and getting everything through there would definitely help out as well. So your chiropractic side is also helping these patients too. Like the, the thing is, we don't look at it as you can't just have one thing for a patient. You're not going to help them get better by doing the same thing you did with someone else because they may have a different imbalance or they may have something else that caused the same thing to happen in their body. And the cool thing about the stem cell is you're taking this with such a like degenerated tissue and you're applying this uh, therapy to it. And that, I mean, the, there's nothing you can really do besides do the rehab afterwards, right? You have to do the rehab to get proper motion and bring nutrients to the joint because now that the stem cell has been injected into the joint, it's still going to need nutrients. It's still going to need fuel. You're going to have to you have to give it everything it needs to heal properly. So, right, and it, we just facilitate the healing process, which is kind of like a basic chiropractic concept. Is like we're not really doing anything other than allowing the body to heal itself. I mean, that's going back into you know some deep chiropractic philosophy there, which is not. No one ever thought you would ever say anything about philosophy ever, Zach. No, no, and it's not something that I really get into, but I, I understand it's a multimodal approach. Right. So we've got regeneration. We've got a cause of the problem. It may not be the afflicted joint, but we have to address the entire patient. And that's really, that's about as philosophical as I get. And that's I mean, <laughs> you can't, I mean, that's perfect I'm though. I'm a chiropractic philosophical guy. I'm pretty cut and dry on here's the problem. Let's treat it. I don't want to see you for the rest of your life. Um, you know, I want to fix this problem and get you on your way. And if you want to come in for maintenance, that's your prerogative, but I'm never going to sell you on it. Yeah. So it's, it's really a, it's a form of therapy along with everything else that we do. It's just a very powerful form of therapy because we can regenerate a degenerated joint, which is something that is unable to be accomplished, um, through, you know, surgical replacement, through chiropractic manipulation, through rehab. You can get something moving better, but if it's degenerated, it's staying like Right. Way. If it's gone, it's gone kind of a thing. And that's usually when the only option is a surgery. That's what yeah. people, that's the only option at that point. And that, and that brings me to another point on the surgery is that's another application of why did this person have degeneration of their knee, going back to the knee example. So they have a right knee that's going south, but they have a left hip replacement. Yep. So is that hip replacement responsible for the knee degeneration because their gait's altered? Likely, yes. Did they were they able to do all of the rehab? And I and not to put down any surgeon or any other form of healthcare, but I've seen it clinically now. 
thousands of times. Uh, you know, we have patients that get a hip replacement, they get a knee replacement, they get some kind of form of, you know, they get a T lift in their low back and they're afraid to move. Yeah, for sure. They're really afraid to do any kind of movement. And I don't know where the system failed in allowing them to think this way, but that type of uh, thinking leads to further degenerative changes elsewhere in the body. So they still don't feel good after they got their uh, translumbar body fusion. Yep, and, and that... nothing to do with the surgeon. It's nothing to do with the low back surgery. They didn't do anything wrong. The patients just left afraid to move because I think they're going to screw up their surgery, yep. which is not the case. We need to rehab. There always needs to be rehab after a surgery. Yep. And it needs to take place elsewhere in the body because we have to address these, you know, foreign changes that have occurred. It's not how we were born. We didn't, we weren't born with a new hip, with metal <laughs> hip. We weren't born with a fused. Oh, so you were born with a new hip, technically. Yeah, yeah, technically. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I corrected myself. <laughs> but, you know, we weren't born with these fusions. And so they're, right. they're very necessary. Sometimes there's a real need for these surgeries. Patients are in danger of losing their ability to walk. You know, you, those things are happening. Yeah. And I'm not arguing that that's not necessary. I'm just, my point is we still have to rehab and regenerate around those situations. I mean, you're, you're preaching to the choir here, man. I'm, you know, I'm all about movement and proper movement and that's, that's what we need. And my, my thing is every, everybody's goal, everybody's real goal. And, and I really think this is true for everyone I've ever asked. They've always said this is true. Your goal is to be at 85 years old and to be able to bend down and pick up a child and lift them above your head just fine. If you can do that at 85, then you're in better places than a lot of people and you're living a good life and you're moving well. And that's something that you have to be able to squat down, lift weight above your head. So this is a very functional thing. So if we're, if we're trying to prevent that or we're trying to do this, you now are offering a treatment that, that has the potential and ability to regenerate something that may cause them to not be able to do that. And there are some people that are, like you said, past a certain point. So if you're past a certain point, that doesn't mean it's just complete replacement. That's your only option now. That's what you're saying. It's like, that's not your only option. So you no. have, yeah, you have the ability to come get this treatment and therapy. Yeah, you, you can come in. We, we address, like, when you come in, you know, we're going to do a full functional workup on you. We do a, a full examination. And then, you know, determine what your best treatment option is. It's not like I'm going to give the same treatment option to every single patient that walks in the door. You know, they need to be worked up and it, it needs to be a uh, thorough evaluation. And so, you know, this is just one form of therapy like anything else. Yeah, and I got to see uh, your setup there. You've got a great facility. You've got the treatment areas and then you've got a, a huge rehab area. I mean, that's, that thing is beautiful, man. I, I love rehab areas. You know that. And I walked in there and I was like, wow, this place is awesome. <laughs> yeah, and, and then I really, um, since I've been there, I've really gotten behind using documentation-based care, which is a form of uh, low back and cervical spine uh, rehab that's for post-injury, post-surgery. Um, post, uh, yeah, post-surgical, so, yeah, yeah. We incorporate that into everything. And I just, I use the... Uh, kinetosense, the CAMS function, and just, you know, general ranges of motion and functional movement to assess, you know, the appropriate modality to treat the patient. But, you know, and, and that's another thing about modalities. Everybody thinks passive. I really shy away from doing a lot of passive rehab um, 
past, you know, the first week and week and a half of care. So we're just trying to get their pain down to where they're functional, to where they can do active rehab. And then we really focus on doing active rehabilitation. Yeah, definitely. Get that tissue ready to take and bear the weight or ready to be active and then getting it going and getting it moving. And again, this is like you're not going to get the nutrients to the tissue for it to heal if it's not moving. Right. I mean, and, and going back to the knee example again, like everybody's afraid to do any kind of active rehab on a knee for the longest period of time. Man. And so <laughs> research articles come out. Uh, there was one last week. I, I'm, I'm at a loss with the name of the actual article, but it was, uh, you know, we always tell our patients, like, don't jog, don't do the treadmill, don't do any kind of uh, high rep or, or impact kind of therapy for the knee. And it's, it's wrong. Like, we need to get them moving. Right. We need to get moving as well as we can now we need to address the hips and the ankles and everything else at the same time make sure it's stable right but once you find that stability get them moving yeah like it's perfectly okay for you know 86 year old grandma to go and walk around the block yep that's walk. right and deadlift let's get them deadlifting i want i want everybody deadlifting zach i want all of the world to deadlift properly yeah, I mean, you see the YouTube videos of the you know seventy-eight year old man that's in more in shape than I am. The, I mean, and he's not lying, guys. We are doing this one remotely, and we do appreciate you doing this with us, Zach. Taking the time out of your day to do this. Absolutely. We're our practice is based in Garland. Uh, it's Achieve Vitality Regenerative Wellness. Okay. And we handle yeah, just about everything under the sun. And if we can't handle it, I refer out constantly to other physicians um, and co-manage these patients to get them the best possible healthcare that's available. That's great, man. That's It's great to have a team like that too. You need, as a practitioner, you have to have a team to take care of patients because you're not always the answer to what the patient needs. And it's good that you understand that, you know that. So I'm going to ask too, um, applying stem cell therapy to functional movement is a fairly new concept and recent thing that we have been talking about. To let everyone know, Dr. Weeks and I are going to start looking at uh, measuring the stem cell therapy with the active rehab and measuring with kineticence and measuring with uh, the CAMs and really following and tracking the progression of function during stem cell therapy. And I think that's really, really important because there's a lot of times where we do, like you mentioned, the static x-ray images, which, yeah, that's great. We're going to get more joint space, so now we know the tissue is healing. But there's probably where we know we have more tissue. But the, the problem is if we get more tissue and we're not doing the proper rehab and stuff like we've talked about, then you may not be functional again. We talked about what the original cause of that joint to go back down was. So if you're moving improperly, all you're going to do is start working on that tissue that you just regenerated. So it's really cool that we're applying this functional movement to try to prevent any degeneration of this tissue that you've regenerated uh, with the stem cell therapy. And I mean, just measuring this is going to be so great to get this data and these data sets because geriatrics is a, is a huge area I think needs to be improved. And what we're going to see is how stem cell ther therapy can actually increase the rate at which uh, people progress through function, which is... And I mean injured, and I mean uh, arthritic, and in that exact example right there, Zach. But um, I think we're going to really get to see an increased rate, and then that's going to be the data that we need to say, hey, look, this is an objective measuring system that found all this. It's not you or me or anybody else saying these people feel better, them saying they feel better. It's literally saying they're able to get deeper into a squat, 
They're able to stay parallel. Their arms are staying above their shoulders in an overhead squat. And they're 76 years old and used to not have any meniscus. So that's pretty cool. Right. And, and like I've said previously, like I've, it's different, uh, you know, in my kind of role here from, you know, a lot of normal chiropractic practices. I'm not, I, I want these people to get better and then they don't have to go see the doctor for the rest of their life. Right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's a situation where you came to see me, I offered you a form of therapy, a form of treatment, all of these different approaches and I fixed this problem. Yeah. And now they're good. Now they can go live their life and they're not strapped to, uh, they're not strapped to the chiropractor to go, you know, get adjusted every single week or month or whatever for the rest of their life. They're not strapped to a prescription for the rest of their life. It's, it's really trying to fix the entire problem that caused them to go to see the doctor in the first place. Yeah, that's cool. I, I like that. Now, and I and I will say on my side, I do recommend sometimes patients that will that'll if if it's not one month, go to uh, in two months, you know. But get get reach get checked up and make sure that everything's working properly because you know even just a small ankle roll and ankle tweak can cause so much motion changes in the body that you can really start to see some real change. So. I would say uh, stay proactive and healthy on it too. You know what I mean? Like that's a that's a that's well, a big and, aspect. And most people do. Most people are so invested into their healthcare by the time they've gone through this entire process that they want to continue. To Very see. true. So that's that'd be different for your situation because I mean, after you get, you're going through stem cell therapy, you gotta you're going through the therapy, you're going through the rehab. You're you're putting a lot of time and effort into the getting better and healing. So yeah, you're right. I think that people would definitely be more hands on for their healthcare. So. Right. Well, and, and like I said, I mean, people, they really, they become a lot more knowledgeable about how they feel and their own function. So most people do elect to do some sort of you know, like maintenance type of care, Yeah. but it's just not something that I stress as a, like, you're, you're going to have to see me three times a week for the rest of your life, that kind of thing. Like I, I just, I don't get into that. And, um, you know, we really just strive to get people better as quickly as possible and get them back to living their life. It's one thing I ask every single patient that comes through my uh, my clinic is, what gives you joy? And then they answer that and I'm like, okay, is this problem that you came to see me preventing that? Yeah. And I try to get them back to getting to do what they'd like to do in their life yeah. instead of just chasing pain. Basically, we've got everything kind of lined up. We've got the stem cell therapy, we've got the system to measure it, the measure the function, we've got the rehab, you've already gotten results with the therapy, so now let's get the data. So um, I would like to have you back on for another podcast in about three months so that we can be, well, whenever we have three months of data collected, I would like to get you back on and now we can, I would like to talk about breaking down the data. We can even make a video and kind of show some different people like what these, this combination of the two are doing. So we'll, we'll get more into that later and we'll update some people on that too. Yeah, I think that would be great. Um, like, like we've already discussed, like I'd, I'd like to track a few cases through um, that are able to come in for uh, a, a appropriate session of rehab. Um, we can even separate it from the ones that are just doing physical therapy versus having spinal manipulation, and then um, you know, kind of track their progress. Oh, uh, that's and that great. We can also say like we've got age, we've got sex, we've got dominant hand. We got dominant foot. We've got previous injuries. We got all of this data on on everybody because it's in the system. So we really can just match the data to a demographic. 
Yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's the most objective way to look at it. And I think that's the most exciting aspect of uh, using kineticense in the future for this form of therapy is uh, being able to really take an objective mind and, and be scientific about it. Yeah, well, Dr. Weeks, I think you're really leading the way here. I'm really excited about being a part of it. Thank you for having me to help out with some stuff. But uh, um, I really think what you're doing here is really, really good for patients. And this is what we need. We need more data and we're, we're going to be able to provide it. So this is great. Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Thank you again for listening to episode 15 with Dr. Zachary Weeks. I love when we see the technology applied to different therapies and starting to measure functionality in different therapies. Like Dr. Weeks said, they do the static imaging as well, but they're using cams to measure the functionality because that's what they really want to see in their patients is true functional improvements, not just that the tissue is regenerating, but the patient is moving better and feeling better as well. On our next episode, we're getting Dr. Ryan Camo back, the CEO and co-founder of Kineticense. This is going to be a good episode for current users and people thinking about getting the system as well. Dr. Camo is going to go through marketing, return on investment, and application of data. Basically, if you're looking for an episode to see how Kineticense is going to help you in healthcare or fitness and help your clients and patients, this is the episode for you. Again, you can find more information on Kineticense at www.kineticense.com. Thank you for listening to another episode. I'm your host, Bo Sauls, and let's keep learning about movement, performance, and rehab together.